Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. Living in His presence and learning how to do that. And not only learning how to do it, but you know, for the first part, for the first part was just learning that we can do it, that we have that opportunity, that we cannot just, you know, wish, man, I wish God was with me. We've understood, we read through Scripture, we've learned and grown that the truth is He never leaves us. He's always there, and we know His omnipresence is there. We we can understand that. But even more than that, through Christ, there's a bigger picture that not only is He always present, kind of looking over, but also He wants to be very evident in our life. He wants to manifest in our life. He wants to be our friend. Uh, in fact, he wants to be our daddy and uh, he wants that, that kind of relationship. And so in that kind of relationship, that means we can live in his presence. We can do that. And really it's not far-fetched because if we look back at scripture in the beginning of all of this, at the very beginning, we know that when God created Adam and Eve, that they hung out with him in the garden, literally hung out in his presence. Now, that seems a little far-fetched in this world, in our natural world. Like, I don't understand. It's a spiritual opportunity. It's a spiritual truth. Um, but it's a truth nonetheless. And so it's even more powerful because now it's not limited to the world standard. Now it's, it's much broader than that, that we can live in his presence. And so just like Adam and Eve walked in his presence at the, what says the cool of the day, and seeing him, so can we. Can I get an amen? amen. That's pretty exciting. And so we've been learning and, and talking about that. And, and uh, last week specifically, we talked about walking, living in his presence on how, how to get his mind so that when I have his mind, I'm not distracted. And so it's easier to live in his presence. When I'm distracted by the world's whatever or the enemy stuff or even my own stuff, that uh, it, it helps me to know if I have his mind and his heart and, and, and really what he says is that we have, uh, he's, he's paved a way, he's made it possible, but he asks us to specifically partner with him in this truth. In other words, he's saying, I need you, me, us, to go after his mind for our, our lives and to purposely do it. Not sit on the bench and wait, okay, God, just what, do what you got to do. No, he's like, no, I want you, I'm calling you up. I'm calling you into the fight with me, and guess what? You're not fighting alone. And I've got all the tools available to you, all the weapons available to you in Christ Jesus. And so take up your, your shield and your sword and, your, and, and, and all of the armor of God. And so he, he calls us to do this, but he says that we have to do it. And last week I talked about our minds. Our minds are often the swing boat. In other words, the Spirit of God in us is changed and transformed, perfectly perfect in, 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 in who He is and, and He resides in us. But then we have this soulishness, this what we call mind, will, and emotion that has not yet been reborn. The Spirit's been reborn. That's done and finished. And now He's asking us to, to say, okay, soul, I surrender my soul to the Spirit, the truth, and now you can regenerate my soul to be line up with your spirit, and when that swing happens, now our mind and our will and our emotions are going along with the spirit, and then our body follows along. 
And, and, and we begin mindful and to understand that. And so it helps us with temptation. It helps us with when our mind begins to wander or our mind becomes tries to become overwhelmed by whatever, all the reports and different things that are going on. When we make a mindful decision to have his mind, it gets into our heart. And when it's in our heart, then we're able to walk in his truth. Does that make sense? So there's a battle that goes on. We know in scripture, uh, uh, Paul talks about a battle between doing the right thing and not the right thing and all of those kind of things. And, and he struggles. Uh, he, he talks about that struggle. And I appreciate that because it makes him more human to me. Uh, because then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's going through this kind of hamster wheel of, of stuff. And, uh, and he kind of gives us insight. The beautiful thing about how the insight goes is that it doesn't mean that because we struggle <clears throat> that we're lesser. It means we're human. But it also means that we, we should use it as a, a barometer or a thermometer, if you will, to help like, oh man, if I'm really getting over, over battled, if I'm really feeling extra battle, that means I better little more fortify the truth of God's word in my heart, my mind, and kind of re-get kind of overdose, if you will, over on his truths uh, in the moment that we're having difficulties, okay? And so that's really what living in his presence is, and he wants us to do that daily. Now, just like any time, sometimes we drink more water than other times. Now, we should always drink uh, a certain amount of water. That's normal. But sometimes if your body is fighting something or, or you, you know, or you're exerted yourself in some way, like, dare I say, exercise, I know it's a bad word, but if we were to do that, we need more water in those instances, right? And so we always need water. So we always like that. We always need to live in his presence. But sometimes we even need more of his presence. Not that he's going to have more, but that we would dedicate ourselves more. Trying to dig into him a little more. Drinking that. So i got to get more fluids because I'm doing a lot of sweating right now. Does that make sense? Okay. hope that's not a gross scenario. But you understand what I mean. Sometimes we need a little more. And this is really what we're talking about. So it's kind of a twofold thing. We're saying that we can live in his presence all of the time in his presence and enjoy that manifest presence. But also to know when we need, when we start to feel, man, I need a little more. And we begin to dig in a little deeper. He's always got more to give. In fact, he says, I'm more than enough. Amen? And so as we look at that. So we looked last week. I want to relook at this. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It's the, one of the very best scriptures when we talk about our mind. There are several other ones. Um, but this one is really easy to understand. And so I'll, I'll start with reading that again. Romans chapter 12. Verse 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, this is awesome. This is an awesome reminder. Number one, that he said he's given us a warning. But he's also saying, don't worry, because I have a solution to this battle, this thing. It's called transforming your mind. And how do we transform our mind? It's through renewing it in him. Amen? Amen. And, and so basically what we're saying is the longer I... Uh, okay, I'll say it like this. <clears throat> so some of you may know or may not know, I like to do out, outdoor cooking. Specifically, I, like, I have a smoker um, that I like to, use, to smoke meat. And what's interesting is that, that when I hang out around that smoker, guess what? I start smelling like the thing I'm smoking. Right. It just become I become permeated with this 
thing. So in this way, this is what God is saying. He's saying, listen, I need you uh, to, to, to keep yourself in a place where you are absorbing that fragrance. You're absorbing that. Now, he's saying, he's warning us that there's an opportunity to do that, but he's also reminding us that often we are find ourselves, whether we realize it or not or take mind of it or not, we are also surrounding ourselves with the world things, and it's conforming us. It's taking on, where if not careful, we can begin to take on that fragrance. Amen? I'm just making sure we're still here. You still with me online? Uh, come back. It's okay. <clears throat> so, so there's this truth that God places, and He says, "Listen, I, I set before you, Joshua's I set before you life and death." And, and and this is really the case with this, His presence. I'm gonna either keep myself in His presence, and and experience His presence in the midst of the challenge, or I'm going to still experience challenge. But I'm not going to be so as close in his presence that now I begin to be what the world what the Bible says tossed to and fro. Right? Not founded on his truth and begin begin to get anxious or worried or fearful or all these things um, that we're like, I'm never gonna do that. But listen, the longer you hang out in the world smoke atmosphere, you're not gonna help but take that on. And, and God's trying to remind us of that truth. And he says, it's okay, though, because I'm greater, and I have a be- better opportunity if you'll hang out with me. Do you believe me? Amen? It's God's word. It's good stuff. So today we're going to talk about something very practical. So we talked about being mindful. And I'm going to be really bare-bones practical with you on this one. This is not hyper-spiritual. This is just practical steps, understanding of how we can walk this out. Um, sometimes, I'll, I'm going to give you a little secret Sometimes when I prepare messages, um, sometimes, you know, we get so <clears throat> involved in the, the, um, the thought process and so involved in, you know, using big words and thinking about really deep spiritual things that we miss some of the simple things, some of the practical things, or at least I do. So, you know, sometimes what I'll do, I'll get out a kid's devotional, and it's one of the best devotional. I've seen God in those more than any because they're just, they're, they're plain. They didn't try to make it flowery. They didn't try to make it look smarter than it was. It was just simple. And I like simple. And so this is kind of what this message is about. It's just kind of a bare bones simplicity of making our mind over. And so what we know about getting a mind of God, his mind, is that he has created within us something really cool called the opportunity to create habits. Now, habits often have a bad name. They're often looked poorly because a habit often... Because the habits of, of lived through our lives, a lot of times we find ourselves in those, dare I say, bad habits. And so then we, we begin to begin to think that uh, a habit is a bad thing. But, but in reality, it's a good thing. It's a God-created thing. Now, the enemy has polluted it, is, is, is you know, uh, uh, tried to make it. He, he really made it a counterfeit. And sometimes we buy into that truth. And so today I want to talk about Habits. Is it okay we talk about habits? Good habits today? Amen? Alright, so let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're leading us, you're guiding us uh, in this moment and in this time. I, I pray that right now, Father, that our minds are open to your mind. We surrender our minds to you in this moment. 
Our hearts are fertile, is fertile, ready. It's, we've been churning up our soil of our heart, ready to receive your truth this week. So, Father, I thank you that we can do that. And so, Father, I ask you that you would, you would speak through me today. Any words that aren't of you that would fall void, everything that is you would, would blossom, would flourish, and would not return void. That's what your word says. We claim it and call it as truth today. Father, we love you and we praise you. Again, I thank you for all that are here today. I just pray a blessing over them. All of that are watching, a blessing over them. God, we thank you that you love us so much that you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So the word habit, as I said, sometimes has a negative connotation. And so I want to help kind of junk that out because there's a, there's a ton of good habits. Think about it, for instance. Um, all of you got dressed today. Thank you, by the way, that you did that. That was a good habit. That's a good thing to do, right? And the interesting about the getting dressed is that, yeah, we might have thought about what shirt we're going to wear, what pants we're going to wear, uh, shoes, socks, all of those kinds of things or whatever it is, but we didn't actually have to think about how to put them on. Now, uh, I, our, our brother um, uh, uh, Bruce Tennant, uh, he, he hurt his foot, uh, Levi, he hurt his foot. And you find out very quickly when you're injured how difficult it is to do a normal habit, right? You become very aware of, wow, and then you're mindful. But often we're doing these things randomly and we don't really understand that we're doing them. We just do them. Um, another good habit is brushing your teeth. Just throwing it out there. Praise God for brushing our teeth. And uh, it's a good thing, right? <laughs> Somebody say Amen. All right, good. All right. <laughs> I'm talking about very practical. So there are good habits. The other good, there's good habits. Like guys, right? We always raise the toilet seat just like we're supposed to. I mean, you know, right? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, anyway, so there are good <laughs> there are habits. I know that's arguable. Uh, we can get into that. We're not going to today. Um, <clears throat> But also uh, just other habits like opening the door uh, for others, your, 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 your spouse, um, and, and just generally, uh, how about this? How about generally just having a habit of covering your, your children or your, your spouse in prayer before they go out wherever they're going to go or before you go out, okay? Beautiful, beautiful habit. That's a good habit. That's a good thing. Not only is it a good thing, it's a God instruction. Uh, to remind us to do that. So habits can be good. I'm trying to get this idea. And so the first point is this. Habits are a part of God's design. Habits are a part of God. Uh, so what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to steal back the truth of a habit and putting it where it's supposed to be as a gift from God. An uh, opportunity to develop a habit that's going to further who we are in Him. To, to take a, help, a habit is his design. So God made us and he made our brains. And he made our brains to work efficiently. And a habit is a way in which a brain works efficiently. Now, I'm not a neuroscientist by any stretch of the imagination. I barely understand how to turn lights on half the time. So I'm not trying to pretend that I'm some more than I am. But I have done a, a, some study, some reading to see that our brains are miraculous. They're so miraculous that we can take a, 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 a something uh, that we can do over and over again, and our brain will begin to get trained to be able to do it so we can do it without thinking. And it's so we can be efficient, so we can do something else too. Chew gum and walk at the same time. 
whatever, however it works. Now, I'll say this. I'll just, I'll just be honest. Um, typically, it seems that in the design of, of how God works, typically it seems that women do this better, quicker. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we're limited to that, guys. Amen? Any guys here? Okay. So, this, what I'm trying to say is his intention, God's intention, was us for us to have, have a healthy, easy for me to say, healthy habit. Habits are good. They're okay. They're great. They're God's design. The enemy has taken what the God had prayed, made great. The enemy has tried to taint it. Okay? And so we're taking it back. Say, I'm taking it back. It's a good habit. Amen? And so this is what we're talking about. This habits are part of God's design. I'm telling us this so we're not scared of a habit. We're not like, oh, I'm not going to create a habit. Yes, we are. We're going to create good, godly habits. We're going to use that for our good because that's what God intended it to happen. The, number, the, the, the second point I want to make today is that habits, we know this already, but I'll just state the obvious. Habits will make, will help you, or they'll hurt you. We know that that if we have a habit, well, if we have a godly habit, it'll take us forward in life, or if we have a not so, it'll take us back, right? And it's important that we don't. And so again, what we invest in will have will end up becoming the habit. So if I'm investing in the things of God, if I'm investing my life into into people that are for God, if I'm investing my intake, whatever it is, body, soul, spirit, if I'm investing in things of God and the truth of God, guess what? I'm going to develop a beautiful, healthy habit of God so that when the enemy does come and the world does come and I get squeezed, guess what's going to come out? The good that's in me. Amen? And so this is the, the purpose for this habit. And so, But he also needs us. We have a lot of, we have a lot of work to do as a believer. We've called not only to be a believer, but to be disciplers. In other words, to be teachers, to help to help lead others to be connectors to God. And so we can't spend all of our brain activity trying to do the right thing. We have to, we have to get a natural habit of God's truth in our lives so that we live for Him in everything we're doing so that, so that we can take our brain function and the extra power that it takes to go out and preach the good news. That was a good place for you to say amen. So that I'm not preoccupied with just trying to do right. Now I've made, I've, I've invested in myself enough in what God said and partnered with Him, His design for my life, to create a healthy habit of Him in my life. So now I'm not having to think about putting on the armor. I'm just doing it. And now I go out to the, to the battlefield. Now I go out to the battlefield and I can say, I'm not, this is not stopping me. I'm going to conquer what God told me to conquer. Amen. Amen? And so we can see that habits will take you forward or they'll make you in reverse. But I say we're moving forward. Amen? Amen? They're going to work for us, not against us. That's what I'm claiming as, as a habit. So what we're, going to, what we're going to continue to look is how to, how do we, the next few points are going to help us, how to give birth to what I'm going to call a, a new health, new or healthy habit. Okay? Um, and this is, you, you know this information already, but again, it's, it's uh, for me, I need to kind of rehash uh, over it, remind myself. So number three, the third point is this, habits develop in the brain, just as God intended. 
And I know you're like, well, duh, exactly, duh. Where's my brain activity going? Is my brain activity going to what it's supposed to go to or not? Now, I'm not saying we put our head in the sand and everything else, but I'm saying we do. We first put our head in his word, in his promises, and let the rest work itself out. Because God's the one that works it, not you. We're just supposed to work here. Amen. Amen. And so this is the truth, because we have to stay in this word. We need to see, if we want to see repetitive behavior, he says it's in your brain, and your brain has the activity and the design that it needs to do the function over and over again to get it to make a habit. We need to dwell in that. Therefore, we need to, to see their behavior. It needs to move not out of our living in his presence, needs to move out of our conscious into our subconscious. It needs to get to the point where we're so saturated with the smoke, remember that that thing of, of his presence, whatever, that it's just, I can't help it. So, so I say that because um, last Thursday, I took the opportunity and uh, smoked a, a, a piece of meat. Oh, it was good, by the way. But you know what's funny? I didn't have to tell very many people because when I went out to, to go ha have some meetings with people in different, they're like... What would you have for lunch? Or what? Yeah. They could smell it on me. See, I didn't have to tell people, man, I'm smoking some good meat. I'm going to have a good dinner. They smell it on me. And what I'm trying to say is that that's how we need to be with the Lord. That's how we need to become with Him. If we're living this presence, we're permeating His presence. When Moses was spending time with God, guess what? The Israelites saw it on his face. It was so bright. They're like, whoa, you got a sunburn. S-O-N. I think Jesus was there. Right? So, so understand that this is what we're talking about. And so it develops in our brain. So we, what we're going to do, habits develop because the brain is always looking for ways to be more efficient. So if I know this truth, then I'm going to let that work for my good we God intended it to, okay? Um, and so um, uh, I was going to give you all these stats about brains. I won't do that because um, I have time for that. So I'll go jump right to the to the um, the fourth point, and we'll kind of sit here for a minute. Now this is not scripture. This is just scientific neuroscience. Christian or not would say this. That up to 40% of our daily function is directed by our habits. 40% of what we do every day, we hardly thought about doing. That is startling if I'm not in the right thing. If I've not put myself, put, developed the right habit, that could be really scary. But, somebody say but. God is revealing and showing us the truth that that doesn't have to be our life. And in fact, we know scientists says that we can retrain our brain. Not only does God say it, now science is catching up to what God said. That we can renew our mind. That we can start new connections. The old ones can die off and new ones can form. That's awesome. That's amazing. And that's what God has done. And so if we ponder this truth, if we ponder this, this stat, that 40% of my what I do every day 
is based in my subconscious. I'm not even thinking about it. That's nearly half of what I do. That's amazing. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power that's either going for God's good or it's going for his not so good. Does that make sense? So I know this practical, and you're like, I, you know, I, I didn't come for a science lesson. But it's understand that we need to understand how God designed us. It's okay to investigate how God designed us. Because it's beautiful, it's amazing what he's done. And, and, and we don't have to be scared of it. We can use it and say, wow, God did this, and now he's given the instructions of what to do with it. So we can mold it into the what he wants for us. Hebrews uh, chapter 11 says that we throw off thing, those things which entangle us. So what we're saying is that those 40% maybe, let's just say hypothetically, that that 40% is not working for us, but it's working against us. God gave us a way out to say we can throw those things out that aren't working for us, and we can begin to get a brain makeover. And that's where we locked in today. Because we talked about last week, the mind makeover, needing that mind makeover. And the reason we need the mind makeover is for this, so we can create the habit of Jesus in my heart, in my life. And that's why it's important. We need to build healthy habits in our life. Can I say this also? Not only are we building healthy habits for us, but we're building healthy habits in our life for others to see. And we can say as even as close as our very own home, because our kids our cousins, our family members are knowing and watching and seeing what we're doing. And they're either seeing the habit of God in our lives or they're seeing other things. My hope, my prayer is that my family sees God habits in me. So much so that they're compelled to want to know about what that is. That their desire is to say, I want that joy that it's on you. And this is not a joyful situation. Why are you so joyful? And begin to ask the questions. Others that I come in contact with. And it's a desire because that's God's desire. So we're not just trying to say, hey, I'm going to be nice to people. And they're going to see how great I am. We're not talking about that. We're talking about them seeing hope. Because not a lot of hope is being dealt, dealt out right now. In our world. And guess what? If I look at the beginning all the way through the end. Guess what? The world's never going to deal out any hope. Only God does that. And it's in, in fact, it's the only real hope is what God deals out. It's his truth and it's his word. But 40% of my life, I have to, if I were to, so I, we could say it this way. If I, rat, if I changed myself by 40%, can you see the kind of difference that would do in my world? In my uh, in, um, span of influence? And guess what? God is contagious. <laughs> I, I know that's a, a, a tricky word in this day and age, conta being contagious. But guess what? God's much more contagious. His goodness is much more... His glory is much more contagious. It's, it's more powerful. It's more mighty. And we want that. And so we need to form habits that are of God. Godly good habits. Uh, can I just, I'm going to just share with you just a, I read a book several, several years ago, um, the, uh, and it's not even by a, it was given to me by a pastor, but it's not a Christian book per se, it's called The Power of Habit, and, uh, uh, and, and so this, this author talks about, and he did some research, 
And so I'm just going to read this research because I couldn't by chance remember all of it uh, and, and present it to you. So back in the 90s, there was actually, uh, actually able to attach a probe to the brain of a rat. And they would take these rats and they would train, uh, the act, they would track the brain activity to learn how habits are formed through these rats. Okay, poor rats, I know. But anyway, some of you are like, oh, poor rats. Some of you are like, get them. No. So anyway, but they put this rat in what's called a T-shaped maze. I think it should be on the screen for you. You can see it. And 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 and, and there was what would happen is they would do a click. They would put them in, and they would do a click, and the door would open. And the first time in the maze, the rat's brain activity would be really peaking and would go, and, and they would get to the T, and they would get to the end. And on the one side, there was a chocolate bar. And so what they would do is they would hear the click, and they would get accurate, like, ooh, what's going on? And they would go one side, and, and then finally they would find their way to the chocolate bar. So they did this for several weeks, and what they found is that as they tracked their brain with a probe in all of their thoughts, that what would happen as soon as they heard the click, they're instantly their brain would activate. But then as they, it would very quickly also transition down, but they would still move. So they were moving in the same direction, and now they weren't thinking about where's that chocolate bar. They knew exactly where it was every time. So so it was interesting because what happens is is that repeat they repeated this over and over again, and after a while, the quicker the the, the quicker the more times they do it, the quicker they got to it basically. Does that make sense? You're like, okay, that's great, Pastor. Why are you talking about rats? I'm not a rat. And you're right. Praise God, we're not rats. But there's a principle and understanding, and this is what happened. Every time they heard a click, they knew where to go without thinking about it. My question is, as we hear a click, whether it's a report of the enemy, whether it's a circumstance, whether it's a news report, whether it's a, a, a relative, whatever it's a feeling that we get when our spouse isn't feeling fuzzy, whatever that click is, where are we going? Are we going to the promised land of God's truth or are we going to the other side? Have we create, created the habit allowing ourselves to go through the motion enough times that we've not redirected our training, our brain, created the habit of God's truth Instead of saying, oh, here it goes again, say, oh, here goes God again. He's going to do something great in my life once again because the last time I had a problem, He arose in my, on my behalf. Amen. So I'm not calling you rats. I'm not calling me a rat. Sometimes I'm a rat. Sometimes I act like a rat. But I want to train my brain. Listen, the creator that created us created them. And we're not, I'm not trying to say we're like rats. We're greater than that. Because the rat doesn't have a decision. But we do. So yes, sometimes we have created bad habits. But unlike that rat, that rat is attached to that mind. It, it will, they say that it really takes, uh, that nearly impossible for that rat that's trained this to do anything different than that. Once it's got that concentration, it's done. But praise be to God that that's not the way we work. We've been given will, decision. We've been given choice, an opportunity to say, no, I recognize this click is trying to work against me. But I know that God is for me, not against me. So when I recognize the click, now I can say, here goes God in my life again. Here goes God one more time in my family's life, in my heart, in my mind, 
in my circumstances. Not, oh boy, here we go. Oh boy, here we go, God. Do you understand the difference? It's important to create a good habit. God designed it for us. It's created in our brain. God created us that way. And much of what we do every day is focused on that habit. The decision is, what habits have we developed? What can we change? What can we get better at? Praise be to God that he says we can get better and better at all that we do. Amen? Isn't that good news? Isn't that a good promise? I'm so thankful for that. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't get caught up going the same way with the click. Transform your mind, renew your mind to God's word. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Last week we also said Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and through 8. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Let us speak his word as we keep our hearts saturated in him. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Let's close right there. Thanks for letting me sit down. I feel really rested now. appreciate it. <laughs> to be honest, it was really hard to stay in that seat. I just wanted to, the last moment I wanted you to do this if you would do me a favor just, just close your eyes for a moment and begin to picture your father your heavenly father and, and, and picture who God is and, and how great he is and how much he loves us. as we sang earlier that, that oh he loves us in the unconditional beautiful reckless kind of love kind of a thing picture that father Second Corinthians chapter 10 as you just imagine that as you keep pondering and meditating on that Second Corinthians chapter 10 says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight are, are with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power divine means godly it means all God power to demolish strongholds. Strongholds are habits that don't line up with God's word. And God said we can, through Christ, through him, we can demolish those strongholds and build new ones. My question is this morning as we keep our face on Jesus, as we concentrate on God today, What's the Holy Spirit telling you? What habits have you find yourself in that aren't working for you, but they're working against you?
No condemnation. Just bring them up. What habit is not growing my spirit, renewing my soul to the will of God? What habit is, is stealing time from my Father in heaven? We all have them. It's not because we're bad people. It's because we live in a world that's constantly trying to bombard us. But take heart. God wants to redeem that. He wants to take that. So just take a moment. In this moment, I, I don't want us to leave without just investigating our hearts in this moment. If you're online watching, just stop. Holy Spirit, reveal to us the habits that aren't bringing us closer to the Father. Now as you are thinking and pondering, you might be like, I just want to warn you, the soul, the untransformed soul is going to rise up in this moment and say, oh no, not that one. No, 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 not that one. Oh no, that's... Don't let the soul win. Let the Spirit of God reign. Let Him reveal to you. Again, this is not a condemnation thing. This is a life and truth and good news kind of thing. I thank you, Father, for that truth today. I thank you that all that are here, all that are watching, including myself, God, that I would investigate my habits, my daily habits. I would take a look. What am I doing that's helping me closer, bring closer to you, help to be in alignment with the destiny and the call and the will and the heart for me that you have? And what is it? And as the Lord brings that to your attention, as I read early in Corinthians, Take that thing, that stronghold, and by the power and the presence of God, declare that that stronghold is demolished over your life. That God's armor is on you. That God is, it's not a stronghold that's holding you, now it's God as a strong tower. We declare that here all that are watching today. May we make this a daily exercise. Father, may we always be mindful of your mind so that we can create the habits that you've designed for us to have. We thank you for it, God. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m. or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you. Yeah.